Hello, hello. Happy Sunday, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic week. I hope you were able to kick off the month of May um, in a big, great way. New month, new opportunities. So I really hope that you um, are ready for a month that hopefully is just going to blow your mind. I hope that you had a chance to listen to uh, last week's episode. We focused on the importance of uh, being really focused on your dreams and what it is to be kind of self-disciplined and really understanding that in order to get to your dreams, you have to be self-disciplined and really be committed to getting there. We also talked about uh, fulfillment and I was so, so excited to have uh, my guest Brian Farr on who really drove home the importance of being fulfilled in any and everything that you do. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to do so. Great nuggets and gems that were dropped throughout. And um, I think it'll be something that you'll really enjoy. Okay, so today is a great day. You know why? Because it is the day, even though we celebrate mothers year round, it is the day that we say thank you to moms, right? So happy Mother's Day to all of my mamas out there who are kicking butt um, at home, kicking butt at work, kicking butt in their business, whatever it is that you are doing. I know that you are doing a fantastic job and I want to say to you, happy Mother's Day. I also want to give a special shout out to my mom and say, happy Mother's Day, mommy. I know you're listening. Um, You know, my mother, guys, is really has just been a critical part of my life. Of course, mothers are critical uh, parts of their children's lives, but she literally is um, the the reason why I am able to do what I, I do. My mother has instilled so much in me and truly is one of the reasons why I am the woman that I am today, why I am the mother um, to my children that I am today. And I thought about, you know, what special thing did I want to share on today's show and, you know, on this episode around Mother's Day. And I want to share this quote with you from um, Maya Angelou, because it, for me, really describes um, my mother and it might also describe yours too. So I thought I'd share this really uh, great quote. You guys know how I love quotes. So I wanted to share it. And so um, Maya Angelou said, to describe my mother would be to write about a hurricane in its perfect power. Wow. Let me tell you, my mother, um, as many people refer to her as Mama Kim, is a force to be reckoned with. She is somewhere on the scale, if we say like an, uh, a hurricane is that you know, a four or category five, she's like category 10. The woman is just a force to be reckoned with. And growing up as a child, I got to see her at so many different stages in life. And I got to see her define success and define her path and her journey. And if she set her mind to it, she did it. If she set her mind to what she wanted to accomplish, she accomplished it. And so for me, Um, She just set a wonderful example for how to be driven, how to go after your goals, how to go after your dreams, how to change your mindset about life when things are not going the way that you want them to go, how to pause, reset, and shift your thinking and your mindset. So thank you, mommy, for, (laughs) let me not get choked up. Thank you for being an amazing mother. 
and for helping me um, really see not only how to be an amazing mom to my children, but to also do that and be uh, a working mom. So I appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day. I know you're listening. So love you very much. Let's jump in because you know I could talk to my mama all day, but I'll be talking to her, I'm sure, after this episode. But let's just jump in. Okay, so I know that, you know, being a mom is, is, is for me, and I'm sure for many of you too, it's one of the most fulfilling journeys um, that we take in life, right? And as uh, women, we are extremely blessed to be the vessel that brings life into this world. We are actually, I believe, honestly, superheroes. Um, being a mom is really you know, a superpower. Like being a mom is your superpower. There are so many things that we are able to do as mom, as moms that nobody else can do. And so I'm super excited about today's episode because let me tell you, we are going to talk about how do you manage your career? How do you manage motherhood? How do you manage family life all together, but do it like a boss? So today's episode is Mama, You Got This, Managing Motherhood and Your Career Like a boss. Today, let's tackle how we can boss up at home as mothers and how we can boss up in the workplace or within our um, our businesses. Okay. Are you ready to jump in? You sure? All right, let's get it. All right, guys. So again, Today, we're talking about bossing up. How can we manage motherhood and our careers like a boss? I'm going to be sharing um, five strategies that will help us excel at home and help us excel at work, right? Help us excel in our careers. Um, I think that, you know, one of the things that we struggle with sometimes as, as women and as moms who are working is that we sometimes think that we're not seen. So let me just say to you again, as kind of a little happy Mother's Day little nugget for you. They see you, okay? And when I say they, like who? Your children see you, your spouses see you, or your partners see you, your support systems see you. They see you. They see you grinding. They see you handling your business like a boss day in and day out. Out. Know that we are this walking example, if you will. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that um, a little later today. But I just want you to know, and I'm just so excited to, to really celebrate um, moms today. But I just want you to know that they see you. We see you. I see you. Okay. And you are doing great and amazing things. Great and amazing things. So the challenges I think that we, we see as being you know, moms at home and with our families and within the, the workplaces that sometimes we get a little bit challenged and sometimes maybe even confused about what our number one job and role is. And uh, Michelle Obama said um, in one of her interviews, she said that, you know, at the end of the day, my most important title is still mom in chief, right? So rather if I am an attorney, whether she was the first lady, it didn't matter. Her very first job, her most 
um, important and the priority, like the very most important title that she held and that she holds is mom and chief. And I think that's true for us as well. Like we know that we have to handle things at home before we can handle anything else. We have to handle things with our children and within our families before we can, you know, handle anything else. I think as moms, you know, that work outside the home, or, you know, entrepreneur, you know, you're running your own business. There are so many things that are vying for our attention, right? And there's so many things that are, are not even vying, but like demanding our attention throughout the day. And it's easy to feel as if you, you know, you're, you're not doing well or excelling in your role at home, or you're not doing well and excelling you know, in, in the workplace, you know, you kind of feel sometimes that you're just, you're getting the work done, you know, you're knocking things out, but you're not kind of just existing and you're just living the day to day. But guess what? I think that as with anything, there's always room for growth and there's always room for opportunity. So number one, you know, you are doing better than you think. Let me tell you, you're doing better than you think. You know, the things are running at home. They might be run, may not be running smoothly as you would like for them to, but they're running, right? They're going, kids are getting up in the morning. They're going to bed at night. They are surviving. They are thriving. Everybody is fed. Everybody is doing school or daycare or, oh my goodness, with us being in a pandemic, they're doing all of those things right there under the roof with you. But let me tell you, you are doing better than you think. But like I said, we always have room to grow, right? We always have room to improve and to do um, to do better. And I like to think, and I know you guys have heard this, um, you may have heard it from even your own mothers that say, when you do, you do better when you know better, right? Or when you know better, you do better. And I think that that is so, so very true. And so that's why today I'm super excited again about our time together to really just share and just drop some nuggets, drop some some things for you to think about as we are trying to manage, you know, being a mom and being a um, a, a working mom as well, and what that looks like, right? How do we really, really manage motherhood and our careers like a boss? So wouldn't be Mother's Day if I didn't share a little bit about my own kind of mom story, right? So I have three kids, um, and I think, I, you know, I've talked about my kids before, um, but I'll, I'll dig in a little bit deeper. So I have three kiddos. I have a kiddo who just graduated college, uh, Terrell. I have a kiddo who just graduated high school and just finished her freshman year in college. That's Taylor. And then I have a, a rising senior who is finishing his junior year, going into his senior year in high school, the baby, Braylon. And then I have a sweet, 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 sweet daughter um, that is not daughter by blood, but outside of that, it doesn't matter. And um, she is working on her graduate degree um, and her name is Star. And so I love all of my kiddos every single one of them. And I think that I um, had different, I had them, I had them at different times of life, right? So I had them in different times along, I guess, like my own professional journey. And little did I know, you know, I was not only bringing life into the world, but also growing and learning about myself at the same time. You know, I had Terrell very, very, very young. I had Terrell while I was still um, in college and then, you know, got married and a year or so passed. And then I had my daughter. And then right soon after that, because Braylon and Taylor are only 18 months apart, um, I had I had Braylon. And so, 
you know, I would say that I, I had them at different points and times in my professional journey. And I learned a lot about myself. And little did I know that what I was learning about myself was actually going to impact the way uh, not only that I, I was a mom at home, but also how I operated as a professional and in the workplace, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I actually didn't know then, but I know now that, you know, being a, a mom is actually a part of my professional DNA. You may say, what? How are you making that connection? I mean, let me tell you, I feel like to be a mom stands for master of many things, right? M-O-M, masters of many things things. And I think that I I wasn't connecting then, but I see the connection now and how you can translate that, right? How do you translate that to your uh, career, right? To your professional journey? You know, as moms, especially, you know, as working moms, we have a defined natural ability to do a lot of things, right? Um, project management, communications, problem solving, um, negotiation, right? Which it might be too much negotiating this happening at home, but a little bit of negotiation there and, and so much more. I think about, so I, I want you to think about, I guess I should say, you know, what you're doing as a mom, what are you doing as a mom to manage your household, right? To really manage motherhood. And then how can you translate that into these um, skills, if you will, for the workplace, right? How do you translate that? So let's let's take one of them for example. Let's take um, project management, right? So for all of my project managers out there, whether if you are a PMP or not, um, let's just think about the stages or the phases within kind of traditional project management. So you have initiation, you have planning, you have execution, monitoring, controlling, and then you've, you're closing things out. Right. And within that kind of traditional project management um, process and kind of thinking, it's iterative, meaning that projects unfold by, you know, by changing plans. Um, and those changing plans can be based on feedback. Let's say you're getting feedback in the monitoring and controlling stage. And so that changes some things that may cause you to go back to the planning stage or perhaps there are costs that change or risk that change. And then that requires you to go back and take a look at another area within your project plan. It's iterative, right? There, there's things that can happen throughout the process that make you go back and look at other pieces. So think about that. And then let's apply that to motherhood. We manage phases as moms as well, right? So, and actually I like to think that there are seven of them if we go from prenatal all the way to young adult right? So you have prenatal and then you have newborn, you go from newborn to toddler, you go from toddler to, you know, early kind of early childhood, if you will. And then you're going into adolescence, you're going into teenager, and then you're going into young adult. All of those stages as moms, we're managing many milestones throughout and across those stages, right? The changes in cost, what it costs to you know, take care of an infant is definitely different from what it costs to take care of a teenager. And for those of you who don't have teenagers yet, well, child, let me tell you, the cost difference is definitely uh, vast and different from what it takes from a newborn perspective. Um, change in risk, right? That make you completely rethink your life when you go from a toddler then to an adolescent, because there's so many risks as our, our children are exposed to uh, the world and just the environment in general. 
the risk changes, right? That risk, that risk register for my my PMP folks, that changes a whole bunch. But all that to say is that you take something like project management that you can kick butt at, and that's a part of your professional DNA. You're doing that as a mother as well, and you don't even realize it. And so it goes back to, you know, discovering our professional DNA as whole. There as a whole, there's some things that we're doing every day, day in and day out as, as working moms that believe it or not, it is a part of who you are, right? Being a mom, you know, is a part of your DNA. And when I say that, I mean that mom, that piece, M-O-M, master of many things. Because guess what? We are a boss at mastering many things as moms and especially as working moms. So, you know, while we face, I think, some unique challenges or unique set of challenges, you know, know that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that we are going to face different challenges because it's it's a different world and it's a different beast when you're not only a mother trying to manage motherhood, but you're also um, a working mom and you're trying to manage your career. You're trying to start a business or uh, build upon a business that you already have. But I, I want you to think of this. And I said this early on that I wanted to touch on it. I want you to think about this, that you know, while we face a unique set of challenges, know that you are contributing to your legacy. Know that you're contributing to your legacy. You are setting a great example as a working mom for your children by demonstrating what it looks like to use your, you know, professional gifts and your, you know, professional DNA, if you will, and your passions. What is that what that looks like and and how that supports your family, how that supports them as your children? That is huge for your children to be able to see that. You know, my, I go back to, you know, just my mom. My mom, for me, was like the definition. If I had to look in like the Webster Dictionary and look at hard work, look at determination, her face would be right there. Because she showed myself and my brother what determination looked like, what hard work looked like. And so we couldn't help but absorb that and practice that in our own lives. And I, you know, I look at my my brother and where he is in his professional career and, you know, the goals that he set out. Oh my gosh, his trajectory has changed so much from, you know, five years ago till today. And so much of how he approached it and just to be hungry and set the goal of where he wanted to be. I see that in my mom and the example that, you know, she set for us. Now, let me just say for all of my dads who might be listening to our Mother's Day special episode, I am not discounting you in any way, fashion, and or form. I am not. But today, today is about the mamas, okay? And so I want to focus there because there's nothing like a mom. There's nothing like a mother. And I want to just focus in on that because there's so much that we carry. There's so much weight that we carry as being a mother and especially being a working mother. And I just think it's so important that we really dig in on that today. So I'm not pushing y'all guys to the side. You two are important. We appreciate you. Your day is in June. <laughs> okay. So let's let's take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, these five strategies to you know really managing motherhood, managing your career, and how to do that like a boss. We're going to jump right into um, a few key areas, and I'm not going to spoil them for you. Let's take a really quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to jump in hard and strong. If you don't have your notebook, go get it. 
press pause, whatever you need to do, because I'm definitely going to be dropping some nuggets today that are going to help us all, even myself, talking to myself today too, okay? It's going to help all of us, all of us mamas boss up and really think about how we're managing motherhood and how we're managing our careers. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, mamas, we're back. You guys ready? Let's dig in um, and start talking about how we can manage being a mama and manage our careers like a boss. So I took um, the liberty to look up uh, boss mom in the Urban Dictionary. You may say, oh my goodness. Yes, I, I just wanted to do it. I just want to say, you know what? I wonder what it says. I wonder what's there. And I love what's there. I love, love, love. And I absolutely had to share it with you. So in the Urban Dictionary, um, boss mom is defined as cookie lions from the show Empire. I love that. And if you haven't seen the show Empire, look it up, watch a trailer, watch an episode or two. I know you can look at it on the on the internet. Um, but that's how they define boss mom. And they say that a boss mom is ambitious, highly driven, fierce, and outspoken mother who gets the job done. Whether the job is being a, a homemaker, a stay-at-home mom, a career woman, a mama, um, a mom that is a entrepreneur. No matter what it is, that's a boss mom. It's a boss mom gets ish done. I love this definition because that is what a boss mom is. And let me tell you, if you are a mother, if you whether if you are a homemaker, you are you're in, in working or you're stay at home mom, you are you know, working in the workplace, you are running your own business, you are working uh, as a healthcare provider, you're a teacher, you're whatever your job may be. Let me let you know that you are a boss. You are a boss. And there's always opportunity to improve and there's always opportunity to grow. And we're going to talk about bossing up today, but you are a boss. And as moms, as boss moms, we get it done. Or as the Urban Dictionary says, we get ish done. So let's dig in to these five strategies, okay? Five strategies that we can use to really manage motherhood and our careers like a boss. So number one, got your notebooks? Here we go. Number one, be productive and prioritize like a boss. Yes, I'm going to say like a boss at the end of each one because I want you to remember that you are a boss and you got this, okay? You, like I said, like the episode title says, you got this, mama, you got this. So be productive and prioritize like a boss. Let me tell you, number one, first and foremost, just in case anybody was confused, your family comes first. Your family comes first. So prioritize even at home, right? A calendar is a great way to do things like pay bills, remember appointments, you know, get kids to their practices and activities and such on time. Um, it's also great even just for like daily schedules, what all the things that everybody has going on. You've got to be able to really prioritize and schedule your time. You know, write down even your daily schedule, right? From the time that you wake up to the time that you go to bed. 
What does that time look like so that you can organize it and prioritize it accordingly based on what's going on even within the family? Include a snippet of you know, what each activity entails, because that helps you think of like level of effort. Like, is this something that's going to take me a lot of time and I need to, you know, schedule accordingly and prioritize accordingly? Or is this something just like real quick, right, that we have to do? You know, don't be afraid even to set goals for your family. Let me tell you, in the Wheeler household, there are definitely goals that get set for the family, right? There are big picture goals that we set for the family. I want my kids and I encourage them to set their individual goals. At the beginning of each school year, we actually have a goals dinner and we talk about what are their their goals. And because all of my kids are athletes and we're you know doing sports and things like that, it was what are your academic goals and what are your athletic goals? But don't be afraid to even set family goals. You know, my husband and I have goals that are things that we're trying to achieve and reach. If if going on outings once a month is essential to your family, then schedule it. Put it on the calendar that on this day, we're going to go do an activity together, right? Create the plan and the schedule and stick to it because that's going to help you just, again, boss up as mom and managing motherhood and thinking about it. It's going to help you prioritize and be more productive as a mom. When you know the schedule, you're communicating the schedule, everybody in the house as you are operating as mom in chief knows the schedule, knows the goals of what we're trying to accomplish and do together as a unit, right? So staying organized is a great, a great, great, great way to bring the chaos sometimes that it feels like. And I, I know, and I've been there. I'm not pretending to have it all under control. I I can tell you there are definitely have been days from when our kids to young, when they were young to now, to where I felt like I didn't know if I was coming or going, or everybody had something on the same day. And I felt like I was pulled in multiple different directions, or you know, my husband and I are trying to figure out who's going to this, who's going to that. And it, it can be hard. So I'm not pretending to have it all together, but I know what worked for me to get things a little bit more under control, right? To get the chaos a little bit more under control. And that was to really focus on, you know, prioritizing family first and to have some type of calendar and communication amongst the family so that we know what's happening in our schedules and we can also set some goals, right? Okay, so let's take this thing to the workplace. Let let, let me be straight here too, okay? I by no means am an expert when it comes to prioritization and productivity. Um, but what I can say is that I have come a long way over the past 15 years of my career, right? And I definitely have learned some, some, I would say, tips and tricks along the way and some strategies that really help me be productive and prioritize like a boss. First and foremost, you've got to organize your task and your projects um, into buckets, if you will, right? Like level of impact and level of effort is so important to understand because once you have that broken out, then you can really hone in on how are you going to get the stuff done, right? In, a, in the most productive manner and how are you going to prioritize so that you know what to do first. So once you've kind of gotten those buckets, right? that you have broken out of, of what needs to get done, then I want you to start with the high impact task or the high impact projects. Yes, sometimes it can feel like paralyzing, right? Sometimes it can feel overwhelming to start here, right? To start with the most difficult or challenging or high impact, you know, task and projects. But keeps 
things simple, right? Break a project down into manageable tasks and manageable pieces that can easily be tracked so that you can get them to the point of completion. And and we are going to talk about time management in in another episode because there's definitely a system and a process and a whole approach that you can take to really managing your time. But uh, you got to think about what that task is and that project is, and then let's break it down into manageable bite-sized pieces, okay? The other thing is, is that you got to be aware of timelines, right? You don't have all day, every day to get everything done. So be aware of timelines. What is absolutely due by the end of the day today, right? As we're talking about building out our schedule, because again, you, you are mom in chief. So you're not at work 24-7. You have other things to do outside of what's happening in your career, outside of what's happening in your business. So you have to understand that big picture schedule and you have to be aware of timelines. So when is something due? And know that by the day, know that by the week, what projects and tasks need to be knocked out this month even. That is so important for you to critically think about that in order for you to be productive and to really prioritize like a boss. Think about, you know, what's the roadmap? What does the roadmap look like over the next, even like the next few months or the next few quarters, you know, for your for your job? You know, what things do you have coming up? What things do you potentially have coming up with clients? You have to think ahead. You have to really project, do projections, if you will, for your schedule and for Um, what's happening in your workspace, because again, you're melding and bringing two things together, hopefully harmoniously, right? Which is what's happening at home and what what you're responsible for and doing as a mom, and then what you're doing in your career. And so you have to, the only way to get a handle on that is to really think about it strategically and manage it strategically, okay? But again, what's that roadmap look like, right? What is the plan? What do you have to tackle? When is it due? Obviously, you know, you need to knock out more time-sensitive projects, right, sooner, right? So the things that you know have a quick deadline, quick timeline, you got to knock those things out sooner. But don't get lost in that list of tasks and forget about kind of the bigger picture, right? Like what has to happen overall. You can't be so focused in one little thing that you forget everything else. And I'm not saying multitasking, right? That's not what I'm saying. But I, I want you to think about the management of your time, the management of your schedule so that you can be present where you need to be present, right? If you need to be in mom mode, you're in mom mode. If you need to be in career mode and businesswoman mode, that's the mode that you're in. But if you don't if you don't have a concept and understanding about where you are in your schedule, where you are in your roadmap for the day, for the week, for the month, for the quarter, you're going to get lost. You're going to get lost and then you're going to get into that place of, of chaos that sometimes we we feel like, right, as moms, that there's just so much going on, you know, all the time. Um, one tip I would say, and I do this, and I love lists, and I even talk to my, my team about this, is um, start the day off with a list, right, with a task list or, or, or to-do list. Like I said, I love, love, love lists. And, you know, everyone does, at least some people do, let me say that. Um, but lists can get messy, right, and lists can get out of control. And so, Each morning, you know, I like to list out what I need to get done that particular day that starts with the most important thing. And that is not just in my career, but that's also the things that need to happen from a home perspective, right? And as mom, I'm really thinking about what's got to get done today. 
What do folks need today? What do people need of me today? Right. And then what do I need of myself today? What do I need to accomplish so that I can feel fulfilled and accomplished with in the task or the projects or activities, whatever's going on? What do I need? And so I start that with a list every single morning. And, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, we all know that like what can happen in five minutes into the day is distractions. So if you don't have a list and a plan for the day, and then something unexpected already comes up, oh my goodness, it can really just throw you off. So you really have to have that list. If it's not a list, perhaps you send yourself a message, you write yourself a post-it note, whatever it needs to be. But you have to have something that is serving as a guide and a roadmap for your day, right? So that even when you get those kind of unexpected things that come or the distractions come along, you can deal with them, right? Um, And you know how you can tackle them. Other thing to think about is that priorities change. So if you don't have a list of the things that are there, how are you going to measure and move things around if a priority changes? If you're working on a project today that was the priority, but your 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 supervisor or your boss or your you know senior leadership comes in and says, yeah, we got to shift priorities and I really need us to work on X. How are you going to, they didn't say the other priority didn't need to get done. They just said, we're shifting it down a bit. But you have to remember to come back to it. So if you don't have a list or some type of mechanism to help you manage that, how are you going to get that done? What if that new priority is something that's going to take you into the evening because it's got a late deadline? What's going on at home? Does someone have a late practice? Does someone have an event to go to? You've got to know and understand overarching big picture. And, And when I say, you know, to be productive and prioritize like a boss, that means you are looking across all sectors, across both worlds, right? Because again, we want those things to come together harmoniously anyway. And so you've got to look across the house and say to myself, okay, what do I have going on today? And how am I going to manage those things? How am I going to prioritize them so that I don't live in this constant state of chaos and that I'm in control and I am the one that's taking charge of what's happening, not only just within motherhood, right? And what I'm doing as mom, but also what's happening within my career, also what's happening at work, you know, with my team, with my organization, with my business. So what's what's on your task list can change, right? Depending on what's the highest priority at the moment. And I think that's a really big piece to understand. Remember what I said at the beginning, family comes first. So that is the number one priority. If something comes up with one of your kids, you got to handle that, right? And, and, and you have to learn how to communicate effectively within your organization and within Um, especially like within leadership or your supervisors on when something comes up that is a priority. But know that no one, no one, no one should expect you to not take care of home, but also know that when you're taking care of home and you're managing schedules, you're ensuring that you've gotten things all together. You know what the priorities are. You've got some goals sitting in place. You, all of those things, when they're all working well together, it's the emergencies that may shift things, but there's, there's not too many distractions or things that come left field because you are being a planner. And it, in being that planner, you're prioritizing and it's helping you be more productive both as a mom and within your um, career, okay? So number one, I know there were a lot of pieces to that, um, is be productive and prioritize like a boss. Have a schedule, have goals, use your list, So you can reprioritize as you need to like a boss. Okay, that's number one. Let's go to number two. Number two, reduce distractions and time wasters like a boss. Let me tell you 
guys, okay. Distractions are everywhere. And especially right now when, you know, as a country, we are, a lot of us are still remote um, because of the pandemic. And there's distractions on every corner. From the time that you wake up to the time that you get ready to go to bed, there are distractions all around us. And so we have to be disciplined and set time limits within our day to day. Okay. Even something is so simple, you know, if we're talking about work, even so simple as time limits when checking emails or making phone calls, you know, things that um, you can do that really can be a time suck. And the next thing you know, you haven't tackled or really addressed any true task because you're doing all these administrative things, right? Even thinking about at home, you know, what can kind of suck up your time? Being on social media, um, you know, how much TV that we watch. All of those things can really suck up time from things that you really do need to spend more time on. I will tell you, and I know there's, I don't know what happened. I don't know whose prayers are not making it to the top. We have been asking for more than 24 hours. And guess what? It's 24 hours in a day. That's it. We have seven days a week. And each one of those seven days has 24 hours. Okay. Clearly it's not changing and we all need to accept that. So you can't, and there's no time machine, at least one that I can find. So if anybody has seen one or heard about one on the black market, I need you to hit me up. Okay. Because I've been trying to mess with time for a very long time and it's not happening. But guys, there's only 24 hours a day and there's seven days a week. We have to be mindful of not wasting our time. We have to be mindful of not getting distracted, right? Um, think about, again, even kind of like at the workplace, you know, you have to, sometimes you have to really try. And I think now that we're remote, it's a little different, but I can think about like being in the office, you have to try to avoid like wasting time. Like, of course you want to build like a good rapport with your coworkers and your colleagues and you want to, you know, chit chat. But next thing you know, that chit chat has turned into like a two hour discussion and you know, you have stuff to do. And so you have to think about, you know, again, it, it takes us back to like number one, you have to think about how much time you need to get things done. What do I have that's on the list? And then let's reduce distractions. Let's not waste our time. Um, let's really be cognizant of the time that we're putting into things. You know, I, I know people like to sometimes think about multitasking. Like, oh, I could do three things at once. I can do. Multitasking is not always great. It's not always great. And the one thing I'll tell you is that you really ought to try to avoid it because multitasking can be a little bit of a trap, especially when spending time with our kids. If you're in mom mode and you're spending time with your kids, then spend time with your kids. If you're at a game, then be at a game. If you're at a, uh, a Girl Scout meeting or some other type of activity meeting, then be there and be present, right? It's hard to try and be in mom mode but then you're constantly checking email or you're taking phone calls or you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to run back to the office and then I'll make it back. I'll try to be here after halftime. Like that's a no, no. And I know it's hard to do. I, you know, I, I really had to check myself as, um, 
I was really growing through my professional journey. And especially as I started to get in places of leadership, because I found myself being in this position to where I felt like I, oh, I have to, you know, I have to create value. I have to think about, you know, how can I ensure that I'm positioning myself right within the organization with leadership? I'm going, you know, I'm always going to go an extra mile. I'm always going to take it to the next level. And what I, what I did, because I wasn't thinking about that strategically and I wasn't really thinking about prioritizing, especially prioritizing my kids, honestly, to be just real honest with you guys, I I think that I missed a lot. You know, I would say for a good three years, I missed a lot of what was going on with my kids. And, and I'll never forget, I just, you know, one day I realized that I didn't make it to a single game of my youngest son's a single game. And it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And it it took for him to really say something about it that I said, you know what, I'm not going to miss another game. I'm not going to miss another one. And I made it my business to be intentional about making intentional about making it to his games. And if I did not make it to his games now, again, my youngest son plays all things, right? And so I was talking particularly about his um, his games like at school, that I was not going to miss another one. I, I refused to do it. And if I was late, I, you know, I, I, okay, I'm working on it. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm late, but I'm not going to miss it because I felt like I missed out on some valuable moments and times and he didn't see me showing up for him. He saw me showing up for work, but he didn't see me showing up for him. And that broke my heart. Um, another kind of defining moment, again, I was in this position where I had this amazing opportunity to um, travel internationally, and I was super excited about it. And um, it afforded me so many great opportunities, and I learned a lot, and I got to um, be a part of this great work. But it came at a cost that when I think about it today, I'm like, wow, did I really need to go? Did I really need to put myself in that position to, to travel? I missed my um, adopt my daughter's cheer competition. Um, I sent her with a, a dear friend and, and sister of mine, and um, I was clear around the other side of the world, and she was at a cheer comp, and she didn't have her mother. She had one of her many cheer moms, but she did not have her mother. And she, um, my daughter does competitive cheer. I think I've talked about that maybe before. And she fell um, at competition. And um, I remember watching it at like four o'clock in the morning, because that's what the crazy time difference was. And it just broke my heart that she fell on the mat. And I wasn't there. And I, I carried that with me. And I was like, Tarika, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, did, is it was it that important for you to not be there for her for you to be on this trip? Again, there were amazing things that came of that trip. But you know what? That opportunity would have been there another time. That opportunity could have didn't necessarily have to be me. I didn't have to go. I wasn't required to go. I didn't told that you must do this. I was given the opportunity. But the problem is, is that I was not prioritizing at all. I wasn't be. I wasn't prioritizing. So again, I, I digress, and I know I went back off of that. But I, I wanted to share that because we have to really make sure that we are um, reducing distractions and, and, and time wasters. And sometimes, um, sometimes those time wasters can be things that are taking us away from 
the mode that we're supposed to be in, which is mom mode. And I'm not saying that the growth and opportunity is a waste of time, but I think we have to be mindful of that, right? And we have to be mindful of what we commit to um, within our careers. So again, things to think about, you know, as whether if it's, uh, you know, the time that you're spending at work, internet, you know, if you're you're surfing the internet while you're at home, whatever it may be, you've got to reduce those distractions and those things that kind of waste your time so that you don't lose precious time that you need to spend in mom mode and, and with family and with your children and then the time that you need to be working um, within your, your career and or your business. You want to really focus your task at work and, you know, maybe like talk to coworkers only through breaks, right? Or kind of even schedule the time that you're going to kick it and just have a conversation. Because again, those conversations can go super long and they can really take away from what you're supposed to be doing. And the next thing you know, it's time for you to start closing down the day, but you can't. And so you're like, oh my gosh, why am I working until seven o'clock today? Why am I going home and then opening up my computer and working until 10 o'clock? Well, how many hours of the day that you just spend kicking it? Because you probably could have leveraged and utilized some of that time to get the work done that you needed to get done. Okay. So we have covered uh, be productive and prioritize like a boss, reduce distractions and time wasters like a boss. Let's talk about number three. Number three is let go and delegate like a boss. Whew, I know this is hard for us, especially those of us who um, feel like we have to do it all right? And we have to have our hands in every single piece. And that's hard. That's really hard to separate and pull away, especially as when you go into leadership. And I've talked about this on one of our episodes, as I talked about like the four important roles that um, every successful, successful professional must play. And so knowing that when you go into management, which is sometimes very difficult to go into, um, because it's, and it's a, usually that entry point into leadership is shifting from I to we shifting from me to you, right? And not necessarily being the one who is doing all the work, but the one who is um, working with individuals and the teams and delegating the work and then more managing processes and how the work is getting done. So you have to learn to know when to let someone else handle a task. You have to. Relinquish, relinquishing that control is tough. And I, and I know it because I've been there. But it's okay and it's necessary to allow others to pitch in, to allow others to step into their roles as individual contributors and actually do the work. Delegating is not admitting defeat. It's not, it's not like, oh, you can't do it. Because I, I come from this kind of line of thinking that I can do all of my team's job, quite frankly. I can. I, I, I can support and do all of my team's job. If something happened and my team member is not there, I can step in and I can do that work. So this is a not this is not about you admitting defeat or you can't do something. Rather, it's about maximizing the potential of your network, of your team, right? Maximizing that potential and also maximizing your own potential because you're stepping oftentimes when you're getting into a delegating role, you're stepping oftentimes into a space of leadership, right? a space of, of management. Think about even at home. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it all. And, and I will say this, you know, I have, whether if it's your spouse, it's your partner, it's friends, because I know um, that some, some mothers are, are single mothers. And I get that and understand that. And, and it, it, but you got to think about who is my network? 
who can help me? Is it my husband? Is it my partner? Is it my, my, my boyfriend? Is it my girlfriend? Is it my best friend? Who is it that is a part of my network that can help me along this journey of motherhood? That's not showing weakness. That's not showing that you can't be a good mom. That is you maximizing and, and leveraging your entire network. Believe me, you can get it all done right? You can. I know that you can. That's not the case. But in the time you've got, you have to think about how to get that done in a very smart way, right? How do you get everything done at home in a smart way? How do you get everything done within your, your business and within your career and in a smart way, okay? In a smart way. And then also, guys, you know, there's these sweet moments of freedom that's kind of left over when you delegate. Sometimes you could just breathe. Like as moms, sometimes we feel like we don't have permission to breathe. Sis, sit down and breathe sometimes. It is okay to let others do, to let others handle a task so that you could actually sit down and breathe. And you can still manage from afar. You're delegating that task. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a mother. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a manager or a leader or a team member in the workplace. You are simply leveraging delegation. That's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. All you need to do is honestly just implement like a few smart rules, right, in your daily routine. Um, and when you find that, you know, you've created some leftover room, if you will, for something new, be sure to do something like that's meaningful and, and intentional and even wonderful for yourself. So as you're starting to delegate and moving things around, you're freeing up time oftentimes. So do you need that time to strategize? Do you need that time to sit down and kind of have some innovative moments where you can think about what can I do new? What can I do unique, right? Within the workplace or in motherhood, do you need that time to schedule a doctor's appointment? You know, whatever it may be, I think that we have to be careful about how we spend that time. So we're going to take one more quick break and come back and handle the last two, okay? We're talking about how we're managing motherhood and our careers like a boss. We'll be back in just a second. All right, mamas, we are in the home stretch. Uh, I wanted to put a little bit more time in today's episode. So, yep, I know we're going longer than usual, but guess what? This episode is all about you. It's about us. It's about how we can boss up, right? Again, we got this. It, it's, it's, it's not always easy, but we can manage motherhood and we can manage our careers like a boss. So as a really quick recap, we talked about, you know, number one, being productive and prioritizing like a boss. We talked about number two, you know, reducing those distractions and time wasters like a boss. And then right before the break, we talked about, um, you know, letting go and delegating like a boss. Okay. The last two, last two are super important. And um, number four is don't hold back like a boss. Um, you know, I talked in the last segment about the competition that I missed of my daughters because I had this opportunity to do this amazing global trip or international trip. And um, 
you know, I, I, again, there were so many great things that came out of that, but I also missed out on some things and really impacted my daughter. And I started to hold back after that. You know, I started to question myself, should I do this? Should I volunteer for this? Should I just like get the job done, but don't exert additional efforts? Um, because they might see, they might see a little bit too much of Tarika. They may see that, you know, she really is like on it and, we need to have her do X, Y, and Z. And I, I, I held back a little bit. And that was not to my benefit, nor was it really to my family's benefit. Um, they didn't ask me to hold back. They didn't. But honestly, where they would have benefited if I was really just being a little bit more of a strategic thinker about the types of things that I did take on that were, that were new and challenging and that could position me um, to be in greater uh, greater visibility within the organization and to just communicate, right? And so I will tell you, holding back can be seriously tempting, seriously tempting. Um, you know, there's a new project and you're, you know, sure you can do it. You know, you can knock that thing outside the park, right? Like, you know it, but the what ifs start to run through your mind, right? Like, what if I miss an important game? What if I, in my instance, you know, what if I miss another competition? Um, what if I miss a school play? What if I miss an important meeting um, that's you know happening at my kid's school? You know, what if I can't do well because I need to take care of my family? Like those are real thoughts I think that creep into our minds, and we're not strategic in thinking about what's the best way to tackle it because the best way to tackle that is not to hold back and put everything that you're working so hard to achieve put that on hold. That's not what it is. You 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 bossing up as a mother and as a and a working mom, you know, and doing that both within motherhood and your career is not about holding back, but it is about being strategic and it's about communicating. So you know these doubts can really set us back, and we I'm not saying you should you shouldn't ignore them, right? And if if it, if you're struggling with it a bit too much, then you have to take yourself through that process to really you know think it through. Um, and if you're struggling with like a major decision at work, don't just say no right off the bat, right? Don't don't just fall back and not be visible and put yourself in a corner and let others step up and take opportunity that you know very well that you could do and oftentimes sometimes do better even than your colleagues. But instead, you have to communicate right? You have to have a conversation. Don't just say no right off the bat. Instead, really think about what is your reservation, right? What is the reservation in this? What 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 has really got me thinking that this might not be an opportunity that I should take advantage of? Um, are they just kind of mindless worries? Because sometimes as, as mom, as women, like we're just like in this natural worry mode sometimes. Um, or are they valid concerns? And if it seems to be the former, then, you know, just like in school, raise your hand, like have a conversation with someone, talk to a colleague, talk to, um, you know, a mentor that you have, talk to your spouse, talk to your partner, talk to your best friend, whomever, but have a conversation because you shouldn't be made to feel like you can't ascend, right? You can't ex ex excel as within your career just because you're a mom. And just because you have motherhood and kind of mom duties and responsibilities, it doesn't mean that you can't step up and level up professionally um, within your career.
but you have to have conversations. Now you may say, well, Tarika, what if this comes up like out of the blue? What if I get an opportunity, they, they come to me and I have like a split decision to make? You know, sometimes we are in those tough moments and sometimes we do have to make tough calls and tough decisions and you got to be able to discern what you can and cannot do. But it also goes back to understanding your capacity, understanding your schedule, what's going on at home at any moment in time, what's happening within your career and currently on your plate so that you can make those decisions in the moment. But sometimes you have time to think about it. Or sometimes you at least have a pause enough to where you can react the next day versus in the moment, right? And so you just got to be able to think about where you are at any given moment in life, any given any given moment in time within your home, and any given moment in time within your career. Where are you? So that you can make those decisions that are oftentimes going to impact capacity, right? But having a conversation is key. Having a conversation with yourself and having a conversation with your network, those around you to help you make those decisions. But the answer is not to hold back. You have worked too hard. You have worked too hard to pass up opportunity over what might happen, right? Over a, a, a senseless or mindless worry. You've worked too hard. And so you really have to be strategic about it. And so I want you to not hold back like a boss. Let them see you. Let them see you. Show value, right? Don't hold back. Let's go to home life. I also want you to feel like as a, as a mom that you don't hold back at home. Sometimes we feel like we can't say certain things or do certain things or we don't really kind of walk in that authority of being a parent because it's like that guilt factor. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't do X, Y, and Z, or I wasn't there for, you know, my kid for their event or their activity, or I got home late and didn't get a chance to really see them before they went to bed, especially when we had younger children. Um, or I, you know, I didn't get to do story time tonight and my, my husband had to do it or my spouse had to do it, whatever it may be. And I think that you, you can't hold back and not do things that you, know that's the right thing for your family, whether that's making sure the kids are doing their chores or, you know, saying no when it needs to be a no and not a yes, right? And having that firm hand when you need to do that as a mom. But sometimes, at least maybe I'm the only one, but I can tell you sometimes I loosen up because I feel bad about the things that I didn't do or I wasn't able to do for them. And that's not good either, right? So you don't hold back in your authority as being mom. Like, you got to show up in that space as well because our kids our kids need that structure, right? Our kids need um, to know that we are guiding and directing their, their decisions. They may not always like it, but they need to know that we are. And the, when you hold back in that, it's, it's, it's confusing and it set, could set a bad precedent because when you are on your game and you just said yes last week and then you try to say no week two, I mean, it's your prerogative and you could do that because we are parents, right? We are mama. We can do that. But it just it's confusing to our kids because they're like, wait a minute. You've already set the precedent last week. I'm not understanding what's so different from this week. So, again, don't hold back. And don't hold back like a boss, like be confident in where you are in your career. Be confident in where you are within your family and within as a mother with your children and understand that communication is key. Communication is key. Instead of just holding back and saying no, have a conversation, right? Be mindful about where you are in your career. Be mindful about where your, your household is. And that can help you make decisions so that when opportunities come, you know where you have capacity and know where you don't. All right. So that's number four. Don't hold back like a boss. 
Number five, prrr, drum roll, please. This is the single most important thing out of the whole list. If you don't take anything else out of these five strategies, you have to understand number five, okay? Number five is create moments for yourself like a boss. Let me tell you, when you don't take, up your, take care of yourself, there's no way that you can take care of others. If you are not doing self-care for you, how can you perform well at work? How Consistently. How can you be the best mom that you can be consistently if you are not taking care of yourself? By managing time wisely, honestly, you can fit in the me time on a regular basis, right? You have, you have to have that refreshing break that will really help you recharge, right? While taking care of your personal needs, whatever it may be. It may be as simple as just taking a nap on the couch to getting a pedicure to, you know, going for ice cream, um, whatever it may be. It doesn't always have to be something big and lavish, but you have to take care of yourself. It is absolutely important and imperative. You cannot take care of others effectively and efficiently if you are not taking care of yourself, right? Because our time is divided between home and career, you know, you got to make sure that your energy is well. You have to manage your energy. Um, I have a dear, a dear friend, dear, dear friend who helped me see that, Tarika, you can't give everything the same amount of energy. You only have so much. So you have to manage what you give energy to. When it comes to taking care of yourself, it's also about managing your energy. We sometimes we we I think we struggle with like self-exhaustion. Like it's we put the exhaustion on ourselves because we're trying to give a hundred percent of energy to everything. And guess what? You can't always do that. That's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. And so you really have to take that time to think about how to manage your energy and to manage your energy well. You cannot be an effective mom. You cannot be an effective spouse. If you're cranky, if you're tired all the time, if you feel like you don't have any energy, you can't be on point and ready to kick butt at work. If you don't have the energy to do so, you don't have fresh perspective and you can bring new ideas to the table because you're just so doggone tired and exhausted because you're not taking care of yourself. You absolutely have to, right? Lose yourself like in a book one day or, um, you know, take a a, a bubble bath, go get a massage, whatever it is you need to do. Have a full-on spa day or have a girl's day out. Whatever you need to do, you have got to take care of yourself. Fit in time for you. It is absolutely important. Remember, you have to do things like, you know, eat well, right? You have to do things like take care of your body and try to stay fit. I'm not saying that you got to go on a diet. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, change your entire eating habits, but the way that we treat and fuel our body reflects in the energy that we have. So we have to take care of ourselves. We cannot neglect ourselves, right? We have to be smart about it. As moms, we have to be smart. As, you know, career women, we have to be smart and we have to make sure that we are creating moments for ourselves like a boss. So sometimes you may have to do a whole boss move and take a little uh, a trip somewhere just for you. Do a staycation in a hotel, whatever it may be. You have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. You can take care of business at home and you can take care of business within your career. 
But if you are not taking care of yourself, it's going to be very hard to do that efficiently and effectively. And eventually you're going to run out of steam. Eventually you're going to run out of fuel. So those are our five things, mamas. Those are our five things. Number one, be productive and prioritize like a boss. Number two, reduce distractions and time wasters like a boss. Number three, let go and delegate what? Like a boss. Number four, don't hold back like a boss. And then number five, again, most importantly, create moments for yourself. What mamas? Like a boss. Hey guys, I, I, I'm here to tell you, we, again, moms are just amazing. What I say, moms stands for what? Master of many things. We do many things and we do many things great, but we have to remember to be strategic about everything that we do. And that includes motherhood and how we're going about our careers. Um, I, I know that it can be challenging. I know that it can be difficult, but I'm here to tell you and just give you words of encouragement that you can do it. You can do it. At the end of the day, you're doing it right now, but you can do better, right? There's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. And I'm here to tell you that you can. So that is our episode for today. Happy Mother's Day again to each and every single one of my mamas out there. Um, know that you are great. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are all the things and that you have absolutely everything inside of you to be your best unique self. And that is your professional DNA, including a little bitty superpower called being a mom. Have an awesome week. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you guys. Um, connect with me on social media, Instagram, professional underscore DNA. Uh, connect with me on Facebook at um, as well. And in our Facebook group would be great. Um, and that is just uh, professional DNA. And um, it's an opportunity to just really, you know, share content with you, share inspiring words, share um, just information that I believe is, is helpful for, for professionals as we go through our, our day-to-day lives. So I really, really, really encourage you to do so. Um, visit yourpdna.com um, and check out the website. If you missed any episodes, we are across eight platforms. So wherever you get your podcast, I definitely encourage you to uh, subscribe and listen. Until next time, have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye everyone.